listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. So let me ask you a question. How many of you have never heard uh, Brother Larry Hutton minister? How many of you have never heard? Okay, guys, like only, wow. Oh, wow. That's more than I anticipated. I mean, he's, he's an old guy. So, <laughs> I know, he's close. No, we're both, we're both young guys, hallelujah. Jesus, we've known each other for, gosh, almost 40 years. So, uh, and uh, anyways, it's, that, that's a long time. Yeah, that's right, that's true, yeah. I wish we could say that. It'd be good, huh? But anyways, he is uh, one of my dearest friends, and he's just been a, a tremendous blessing in my life and a blessing to Harvest Bible Church and a blessing to the body of Christ. God has uh, just uh, done great things in his, his ministry and his life. They actually have relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, and God has blessed them, and God has uh, caused good things to take place. So his ministry's out of there. Probably the greatest blessing he has is now he has to fly out of Atlanta. It's all straight flights. He never has to do an exchange, so unless he's going to a small town. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, but no, God has has done good things, and he's just. I just know that God's going to give him a word in due season for us. Amen. You know, we want to give him plenty of time to operate and minister the word of God, and he has product out there. You guys need to evaluate all of those. Uh, I can honestly say that I, I, you know, I've heard all of those, and they're blessings, and they're wonderful, and you need to take advantage of that stuff. Amen? So let's give a good, warm Harvest Bible Church welcome to Brother Larry Hutton. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just have one thing to say. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God He's so good, so good Praise God, thank you family, it's good to be back home My second home here I, I think this is the. I think we've been to this church more than any other church in the world this many times. So it's awesome. So we are like family, and I'm surprised to see so many hands that haven't visited. But that really excites me because the church is really growing. Word is getting out that we're not afraid of viruses. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of anything. Praise God. And so it's it just uh, refreshing to come and be with you guys. Liz sends her love. She's, she's tracking through pathways of boxes in our new house, still unpacking and uh, taking care of our one-year-old grandchild as often as she can, and, which was one of the main reasons for moving to Atlanta. We got moved about five weeks ago, actually, and uh, it's been awesome. So like Pastor said, for the, well, for the last almost 40 years, I have been flying out of Tulsa every single week having to change planes somewhere and connections and then you have delays and then you have cancellations. In fact, just a week, a month and a half ago, right before we moved to Atlanta, I took one of my last flights out of Tulsa to go preach. On the way back, a few days later, I got stranded in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport because of thunderstorms and had to spend the night in the airport. I'm not missing that at all. For the last month and a half now, I've been flying out of Atlanta nonstop to every destination. It's been awesome. So thank you, Lord. And then get a hold of this. I know some of you are in faith with us about believing for an airplane, right? God gave us a home with a hangar. And the neighborhood, we have our own private airstrip. So God set me up. Hallelujah. So i uh, got to give a testimony because I know this, this church, you, you guys, I think you're tied. There's one other church that I have as many partners as I do out of this church. So we may have to break that tie while I'm here this time. But anyway, uh, since there's a bunch of partners here, got to give you a testimony. And if you're not a partner, when you hear this testimony, you, wanna, you might want to become one just because of this. But how many of you remember uh, us advertising on Google to get people saved? A whole bunch of you. Okay, well... Uh, about five years ago, we started advertising on Google. We were believing for 100,000 people to get saved. You know, when we were here last year, we had passed that mark. 
And um, what we did is the Lord told us to set up a separate website from our ministry website and then advertise on Google that if people were actually searching how to get saved, then ours would be a link. If they clicked on our link, they'd get the salvation prayer. So anyway, the very first week we advertised on Google five years ago, eight people called our ministry and got saved. The second week, 12 people called and got saved. The third week, 22 people. It just kept escalating. We found out, we found out from Google, from the management of Google, that 33,000 people a month search Google on how to be saved. <laughs> Crazy. We had no idea, but the Lord told us. So last year, uh, we, of course, you knew we had passed the 100,000 mark. Now we've passed 140,000. <laughs> Glory to God. These are actually people, and by the way, 99 point some percent is what uh, Google told us, uh, 99 some percent uh, of these people getting saved don't go to church. So we're reaching unchurched. And then we're sending out the little mini book that you guys use, our little mini book called Limitless, uh, Life with Jesus. We're sending out to everyone getting saved because... You know, it talks about why you need a pastor and why you need a local church and why God needs to be in charge of your money so that when the government tries to take over, God's government is bigger and better. <laughs> and God is your financial provision and God's your financial source. And uh, it's just been amazing. We've watched God increase. Liz and I, we've watched God increase us the last year, year and a half. He keeps increasing us every year, but this past year more than ever. And... Uh, it's just because we put him first in our finances. Amen. We give to the kingdom of God. Amen. And so, in fact, I text, I wanted to text a nice good seed into this ground here this morning. So when he was receiving tithes and offerings, I need to tell him to slow down, though. He just goes too fast when he's receiving tithes and offerings. So, <laughs> so lots of visitors, they need to hear a little more. Just slow down, give him a chance, you know. <laughs> but but he's, he's my friend, so I got to pick on him. But... Um, Anyway, I was texting, and so I text the number, and then I thought, wait a minute, I think that's the same number that I text a few weeks ago at another church, and it went to another church in another state. And I had to refund the money from that church, <laughs> which was another friend of mine, to get it to go to the church I was at. And so I thought, I think maybe that happened again this morning. So I'm going to have to check it out, make sure, because I want to make sure I get good seed in this ground. I'm so excited about you purchasing this property. This is awesome. Just watching God be God. And you're going to get it paid off quickly. I mean, you raised that million dollars like that to purchase it, and without, without Pastor even telling anybody or having any special offerings, so watch God bless all of us so that we can pay it off. Yeah. Amen? We put, if we put God first in our finances, He will. Yeah. So anyway, we've reached over 140000 now, and, and uh, I asked my IT guy, I said, listen, I said, you know, my partners, I like to tell them... Uh, what is it costing per soul? Because everybody that gets saved, the partners are getting a reward laid up in heaven. Let me tell you why you want rewards there even more than here, because you're going to be there forever. <laughs> if, if you go, even if you lived as long as Abraham, 175 years down here compared to there, th this is a vapor of time. So you will enjoy the rewards you get here, but you're going to want rewards to enjoy there forever. And you can't get better rewards than souls. Amen. Amen. So every partner, all these 140 plus thousand people that we've gotten saved on Google, every one of you partners, you're getting rewards laid up in heaven for that. I think that's awesome. In fact, I don't know if you know Dr. Mark Barkley, but Dr. Barkley is a friend of mine as well. He, he travels the country. He's got like 600 churches underneath him, but he also has a church up in Michigan. But when he found out I was doing that, he was the very first one. He called me up. He said, Larry, you're advertising for souls. I want to, I want to give the first thousand dollars because he wanted, he wanted souls. Amen. And, uh, he that when a souls is wow. right. So that's why. So if you're not a partner, pray about becoming one, because I promise you, we're going to be winning more souls. We're believing for 200,000 now. And uh, so if you're not a partner, you could see me afterwards. I have partner cards with me. I can give you one if not. But uh, I just, that just excites me. I guess all the other stuff we do, we expanded our TV since we've been here last. You know we're on Gospel Truth on daily, daily television on gospeltruth.tv. 
uh, but we also expanded to Global Kingdom Network out of uh, Detroit, Michigan this past August, and that put us in another couple hundred million homes, so uh, God just keeps opening more and more doors for our daily television program, and we're so excited. We've just, we've been getting great testimonies, people getting healed. How many of you have the Heaven's Health Food CD? I know a bunch of you do because we've had it here every time, but that Heaven's Health Food, we keep getting more reports of more people getting healed of cancers and all kinds of sickness and disease, so we're excited about that, but I'm just excited to be back here. I don't want to keep rambling here, but I'm just, I'm just so excited to be back with my, with my family and, and love your pastors. They're just so precious, man. Yes, yes, yes. Precious, precious. All my life you have been faithful. I just can't get that off my heart, man. That I'm, thank you for singing that. One of my favorites all my life. I sing that in my private devotion time to the Lord all my life. Whew. You've been so faithful. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. How many of you already get in the word? Father, thank you for utterance today. Thank you, Lord. We're going to leave this place changed. We're going to leave this place better than the way we came. We're not here to play church. We're not here to salve our conscience that we've done our spiritual duty on Sunday. We're here to learn of you. We're here to grow closer and walk better with you. We're here to to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Change us, Lord, today. Open the eyes of our understanding. Fill us with the knowledge of your will. Show us the hope of our calling. Help us to see and realize the exceeding greatness of your power that's available to us when we dare to believe you. We thank you for that. Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. So I know a lot of you know verses like Romans 5.17, which says that you can rule and reign in life. How many of you believe that you can actually rule and reign in life? And then uh, 1 John 5, 4 that says you can overcome everything in the world that tries to overcome you. How many believe that you can overcome everything in the world that tries to overcome you? And then Romans eight thirty seven that says you are more than a conqueror. So you can conquer everything in the world that's trying to pull you down and defeat you. And then, of course, you know, uh, you, well, we can go on 1 John and, and over and over that shows us we can walk in victory, we can overcome, or more than conquerors were supposed to rule and reign in life. And so my question to people all over the, the world as I travel, then why aren't we? <laughs> I know it seems like a silly question, but if we're supposed to rule and reign, then let's do it. If we're supposed to overcome everything that's trying to overcome, okay, let's do it. And so I'm going to talk to you. This was my assignment for this morning service. I got a separate assignment for Wednesday night, but a lot of times I do series. You guys know that most of the time, in fact, but got two different assignments this time. So this morning, my assignment is to answer that question, why? Why? If we're not ruling and reigning, why? Why aren't we ruling and reigning? Why aren't we overcoming? Why aren't we getting the victory? when Jesus already got it for us. So I'm going to talk to you uh, why you can rule, why you can reign, and why you can overcome in life. I'm going to talk to you about the real you. Not, not Not the you side of you that's not been ruling and reigning and overcoming, but I'm going to talk to you about the real you. Um, but before I start, let me, let me say this. God, in fact, if you want to turn over to Isaiah 44, let me show you something. This is kind of a little separate little side journey here real quick. But Isaiah 44 and verse 24, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just let you know this. You, no matter who you are and how you got here through conception, you were not a surprise to God. Do you hear me? You were not a surprise to God. Look at Isaiah 44, 24. The Lord speaks and he says, uh, the Lord says, the Lord, your redeemer, he has formed you from the womb. I am the Lord that makes all things that stretches forth the heavens alone that spreads abroad the earth by myself. So notice he formed you from the womb. 
He formed you when that little sperm and that little egg united. You are not a mistake. You're not a surprise. You're not illegitimate. Every one of you are a vital part of the kingdom of God. Now turn over to Psalm 139 with me. Psalm 139. I'm going to read verses 13 and 14. This is going to go with what we just read in Isaiah. Psalm 139, 13. Uh, He says, for you formed me, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. So you were formed in your mother's womb. God formed you. Um, In fact, let's go to the New Testament real quick. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 with me. Ephesians chapter 1. You need to see this because this will help people understand that, wait a minute, I'm not a mistake. I'm not, man, this, this was all part of God's plan. I'm part of God's plan. Look at verse 3, Ephesians 1, 3. I, I want to get to verse 4, but I want you to start verse 3 with me. Blessed be God and the Father of Jesus, who has, past tense, blessed us with every blessing of heaven. Every blessing of heaven. According as he has chosen us... In him before he even made the world. Whoa. Look at that fourth verse. God chose you before he created the earth, which means he chose you before he put you in the womb. Wow. That means you are a special creation of God. But I'm not just, I'm not just talking, in fact, I'm not really talking about the physical part of you at all. That, that, that part is only temporal. Remember, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, that in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to all be changed. And then you skip down to that 53rd verse, and it says we're gonna, we're gonna, our mortal is going to be putting on immortality. So uh, the body is not the real you. That body that you and I live in, that's just the house that we reside in while we're here. In fact, turn over with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you guys know I always go to a lot of Bible verses when I preach and teach, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and look at verse 1, for we know that if our earthly house, talking about our bodies, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now skip down to verse 6, so we are always confident Knowing that we while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, look at verse 8, we're confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So we know that the body is not the real us. Remember James 2.26 where he said, for... As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith uh, without works is dead also. He's teaching faith, but he gives us an insight that your body can't live without you in it. The real you, the spirit you, the, the eternal being. So that's what I'm talking about today when I talk about ruling and reigning is you can rule and reign. In fact, you can rule and reign your body. You can rule and reign your emotions. You can rule and reign your life around you. Um, look, look at Romans. Let me show you something Paul said in Romans 7, 22. Because we're talking about the inward man. We're talking about the eternal part of you. Sometimes when we say spirit, it kind of throws people off. But talking about the eternal part of you, which um, Paul here in Romans 7, 22 calls the inward man. He says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. In fact, 2 Corinthians uh, 4.16 says that when our physical body dies, our inward man has been made new forever and ever. So uh, we're going to live forever, but we need to learn to live forever now. I know that sounds like a paradox there, but we need to learn to live forever now, not wait till when forever comes. Forever is now. This is part of our forever. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to uh, rule and reign in life. So, uh, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. 
Well, that's not talking about the body part of you, your physical body. I mean, when you get born again, uh, your physical body doesn't change. If you were short before you got born again, you're short after. <laughs> if you were bald before, you're bald after. <laughs> so, so we're talking about the eternal man. So this is where we're going to focus in on the why people haven't been ruling and reigning is because they haven't realized who they really are, the real you. So turn over with me to 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. This is, that was all introduction. This is where we're going to start right here. 1 John 4, 17. It says in 1 John 4, 17, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. You know, a lot of Christians are afraid of the uh, judgment day. If they would understand even this verse, they wouldn't be. Because you'll have boldness when you realize that you are in him and he is in you. And he bore everything, every sin, and, and, and judged you faithful even when you weren't. <laughs> and so this, this, when you realize that your love has been made perfect because of his love in you, you're going to have boldness on the day of judgment. Why? It goes on and tells you. Because as he is... So are we now. As he is, so are we in this world. So are we now. That's why you can have boldness then, because as he is, is how you are and is how you're going to be when you stand before God. And God puts down the gavel and says, not guilty. Clean, righteous, my child, free. Woo! As God is, so are we. So we're supposed to be the same as our Father God, the same as Jesus, while we're here. Isn't that what it says here? As he is, so are we in this world, as God is. So the question is then, as God is, then what is God? Well, that may sound like an easy question to answer, but let's jump over and let Scripture answer it. John chapter 4, verse 24. John chapter 4 and verse 24. And it says this, God is a what? God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So God is a spirit. That term spirit throws people off a lot of times because they think ghosts and they think spirit because we're we're more naturally minded than spiritually minded. But God is a spirit means God is an eternal being. That's a better way to understand. Or God is immortal, uh, a being that will never die, uh, which is what the Apostle Paul was talking about over in where I think at 1 Timothy 1.17, where he says, now unto the king, immortal, eternal, invisible. So our God is eternal. He's immortal. He's invisible. To the human eye, he's invisible. But, but uh, we need to understand one thing in the spirit realm, the eternal realm, just because you can't see something with the natural eye doesn't mean it's not real, right? I mean, 1 John 4, 12 says that no man has seen God at any time. Is, he re- is God real? <laughs> yeah, he's real. He's created everything that we see. In fact, turn over to Hebrews 11 with me. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 3. Hebrews eleven three it says, Through faith we understand that the world's were framed when God spoke, spoke by the word of God. So that things which we see were made th- which, from things you couldn't see. Huh. Things that we can see. Let me read a couple other translations. Uh, International Standard Version says that that which is seen was made from things that are invisible. Uh, Murdoch translation says things seen originated from those that are not seen. Uh, the New International Version says, what is seen was not made out of what is visible. Uh, the Passion Translation, the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Amen. So this lets us know then this spirit realm that God dwells in, God is a spirit, is something that is more real than this realm. This realm that we're so used to was created from that realm. Yes. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says the things in the unseen realm are eternal. In fact, turn over there with me, 2 Corinthians 4.18. Let me show you something there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 18. 
It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hmm. The things that are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. And this verse says we're supposed to be focusing our attention on what we can't see with the natural eye. Can't see God, can't see Jesus, can't see the Holy Spirit, can't see his power working, can't see your, your host of angels that were assigned to you at birth. Wow. Hmm. Turn over to Romans 1, Romans chapter 1. Look what Paul said regarding invisible things. Uh, Romans 1, 20. Well, let's start reading in verse 18 here. Romans 1, 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Aren't you glad you're righteous? <laughs> Who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifested in them for God has shown it to them. Four, verse 20. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So God has given every human being a glimpse of himself. God has given a, a, every human being a glimpse of heaven when they look around at all the beauty on the earth, which tells us then when we get to heaven, there's going to be mountains, there's going to be rivers, there's going to be lakes, trees, meadows, flowers, every precious jewel and gem. Uh, glistening rock is all going to be part of heaven. So going back to uh, John 4, 24, God is a spirit or God is an eternal being. As he is, so are we. So does that mean that we are spirit beings or eternal immortal beings? Yes. All right. Uh, well, remember what Paul said uh, the inward man, remember in 2 Corinthians 4.16, the inward man's going to live forever. But let's jump over to Genesis now. Genesis chapter 1. Go back to the book of beginnings here. And Genesis chapter 1, we're going to read three verses, verse 26, 27, and 28. So God is a spirit, and as he is, so are we. God's an eternal being. As he is, so are we. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion. dominion. That means you can rule and reign and overcome and be more than a conqueror and so forth. Let them have dominion over fish, fowl, and all cattle and every creep. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Subdue and have dominion. Yes, over the fish. Yes, over the fowl. Yes, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God makes man right here. He said he makes him an eternal being and he gave him dominion over fish, birds, cattle, etc. So, in fact, you, you remember when God was teaching about the tongue in James chapter 1 where he talks about fish, birds, cattle, when he said every kind, remember James 3, 7, he said every kind of uh, beast and of birds and of serpents and things in the sea uh, has man or has been tamed by man. That's because man has dominion over animals. So notice here, God says in verse 26, let us make man in our image. I like the contemporary English version. It says, now we will make humans and they will be like us. Let us, it says. So who's the us here? God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost are having a family meeting. And they say, hey, we want to make our family bigger. So let us make man in our image after our likeness. Make man an eternal being, an immortal being, a speaking spirit, just like us. Let me take you over to something God said over in 1 John, the New Testament here. 1 John chapter 5. We're talking about the real you that is supposed to be ruling your life. 
reigning in your life, overcoming things that are trying to overcome you. So we're talking about the real you. So 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of who? Born of God. Everybody say born of God. So every one of us that have accepted Jesus as our Lord, as our Christ, as our Messiah, then we're born of God. Now hold your place. I want to come back here. Hold your place here and look at John. You know, John wrote 1 John 2. So we're going to go back to John now, the Gospel of John, and then come back here. But John chapter 3, so if you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then you're born of God. Now look here at John chapter 3, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh... Is flesh. Now, what is born of the flesh? That's your first birth. That's your first birth. But it goes on and says, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's your second birth or what we call the new birth or being born from above or as Jesus called it, being born again. So you are born of God. God is a spirit. So that makes you a spirit or a spirit being. Like James says, you take you out of the body, the body's going to die. James chapter 2, verse 26. The body without you can't live. That's why when people like my, one, well, both of my mentors actually, but my first mentor before the late Kenneth E. Hagan, my first mentor was Pastor Curtis Bradford. When he decided uh, he had lived his life and fulfilled his ministry and stuff, wanted to go be with the Lord, he just yielded up the ghost. Just went and laid down in bed and said, I'm going to go to heaven. A couple hours later, he was gone. Nothing physically wrong with him. Now, they could come along and say, he must have had a heart attack because his heart quit working. <laughs> yeah, when you leave your body, your heart's going to quit working, all right. <laughs> all right, so back to 1 John then. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Everybody say, born of God. Born. What does it mean, born of God? A God being. Not God, I didn't say God, but a God being born of him, created as we saw in Genesis, in his image and likeness. Let me explain it this way. If you have a dog and your dog has puppies, they are not human beings. They are dog beings. (laughs) If your cat has kittens, they are kitten beings. If an elephant has a baby, it's an elephant being. A fish has baby fish, it's a fish being. You can go right on down the line, bird beings and all kinds of beings, but you are more than just a human being. Your first birth made you a human being. Your second birth made you a God being. Why you can rule and reign. In fact, turn over to Psalm 82. I'll show you something that'll blow some people's minds. Not literally, I guess, but Psalm 82 and look at verse six. So you're a God being, what God did is made you in his class. In fact, in a few minutes, we'll get to a verse. I'm going to show you, you were the very first creation ever in all of creation. I mean, I'm talking about after Satan was created, when he was still called Lucifer and in right standing with God and everything else, every angel, Michael, Gabriel, you were actually created above every one of them. You were created in a class, a God class right below God. This was his purpose and design so that you would be able to rule, reign, and overcome everything below you. Man, this is, this is so good. So Psalm 82.6, look at this, Psalm 82.6. I have said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. So it says, you are gods, children of the Most High. It doesn't say, you are God. <laughs> But it says God made you in his image and likeness, just like him, a God being, not the most high. He's the most high, but he's made you like him, a living, speaking spirit able to create life or death with the power of your tongue. Of course, he didn't create you in his in as the most high, because the most high can create suns and moons and stars. Let me see you do that. But we can speak, uh, create things in our realm. And, of course, we all know 
Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So basically, God created you in his class right below him in a God class. But that means you're higher than Satan and every other being. That's why even your angels that are assigned to you by God have to obey you when you speak the word. You put them on assignment. Turn over to, let me show you, turn over to Psalm chapter 8. I'm going to read from the New King James again. Psalm chapter 8. I can see why God has me speaking this today because of the things to come. You know, of course, we know the Bible tells us things are going to wax worse and worse as the return of Jesus gets closer and closer. But the same Bible tells us that you and I, our path grows brighter and brighter. So in other words, as the dark gets darker and more evil comes in, we're going to shine brighter. Those of us that understand who we are, that God made us in this class to rule and wait. We're going to do that. We're going to let our light so shine before men. They're going to see our good works. They're going to glorify God in heaven. And you're going to see the, the most mighty move of God that you've ever seen here in the next few years that's going to bring in billions, I didn't say millions, billions of people into the kingdom before Jesus splits the clouds. Man. I've been hearing some people say, oh, you guys that say Jesus is coming soon. They've been saying that every single generation. They say that Jesus is coming soon and he doesn't. And then the next generation, Jesus is coming soon and he doesn't. But you know what? No generation until now has had all scripture fulfilled with Israel and all the stuff and the alignment of the nations. I don't know if any of you follow Israel or not, but if you follow the alignment of all the nations that eventually lead up to the Ezekiel 38 war, never in history has everything come together like now and that's coming against Israel like now. I'm telling you, it's coming quick. I mean, you know, let's just say, for example, let's pick a random number. Let's say it was 17 years from now Jesus comes. Do you realize 17 years is like nothing? It's like here and it's gone. And so we got a lot of work to do. So people have asked me this too. They said, well, you know, if Jesus comes in the next couple of years or something, he, he couldn't come yet because just there's too many unseen people. But what people don't understand is when you and I start letting our light shine, by the way, that light is the glory of God. You don't have to pray the glory down out of heaven. You don't have to wait for a special service for a cloud to fill the room. You have the cloud, the glory of God in you. Jesus said, Father, the glory you've given me, I've given them. So when we let this glory shine out of us and all of a sudden the miraculous power of God starts going like popcorn and you're going in a grocery store and raising people out of wheelchairs and you're going in hospitals and laying hands on people that can receive, obviously everybody doesn't, but you're going to be doing stuff. And let me tell you what's going to happen. Even the fake news won't be able to hide it. They'll start covering it because it's going to be happening to their family members And they're going to start covering it, and then news is going to spread. I'm telling you, you could literally have billions of people get get saved in 12 months. And all of a sudden, Jesus split the clouds. So this thing is going to wrap up quickly. So we got to know who we are as the darkness gets darker. Amen. Did I tell you Psalm chapter 8? Look look at, uh, oh gosh, out of... Let's start in verse 1. How excellent is your name, O Lord, in all the earth. We have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, uh, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your work, your heavens, or your heavens, the work of your hands or fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Verse 4, what is man? Talk about you. What is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man, which means his offspring, that you visit him. You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor, and you've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you've put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, the pass through the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, oh, our Lord, how excellent is your name in the earth. So a closer look at these verses Verses 4 through 8 reveals that David is talking about man, not Jesus. 
it was man that was given dominion over sheep, oxen, birds, fish, etc. Remember in John, uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, God gave you dominion over every creature. So here in Psalm 8, in the context of all nine verses, David's talking about humans, but we're going to look at this a little closer. Look at verse 4. What is man? If you look up the Hebrew word man, it means mortal man. So that's talking about you. What is man? Mortal man, that you are mindful of him. And the son of man, that word in the Hebrew is Adam, which means human being, uh, that you visit him. So I looked up that word son because a lot of people have tried to say this was talking about Jesus. This word son in the Hebrew means a builder of the family name referring to offspring such as kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, relatives, so forth. You, verse 5, have made him a little lower than the angels. That word angels is the Hebrew word Elohim. Talking about God, you've made him, man, a little lower than Elohim. Hmm. So you and I are created by our Father a little lower than him. He made you in a God class of being to rule and reign with him, where, by the way, us New Testament Christians, we know we're seated with him. Uh-huh. So he crowned us with glory and honor. Um, but I love the fourth verse. Look at verse four. He is mindful of us. What, what, is, what is this creature, this creation that you made, God, that your mind is always on him? Um. That means he never forgets you, never forsakes you, never leaves you. In fact, you guys know Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I have. Uh, think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. I'm going to just read a couple of the translations of that verse. Uh, the Good News Bible says, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity, not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. Contemporary English version, I will bless you with a future filled with hope and a future of success, not suffering. Message Bible says, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. All right, let's jump over to Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews 1.13. And verse 14, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. We're talking about now you have been created in a class of being right below God as a God. You are a God. And he is the God of all gods. He's the most high God. But he made you in his class. Look here at Hebrews 1, 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Aren't they all just ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Now, when that was written, you and I weren't even born again yet. So we were those that were going to be inheriting salvation when we accepted Jesus. So everybody that accepts Jesus, who is talking about here and ministering spirits called angels in verse 13, ministering spirits are ministering for us. Hmm. They are sent to minister for us. Wow, that's because they obey you. In fact, if you've ever read Psalm 103.20, you know how they're sent. They're sent when you speak the word of God. They hearken to the voice of the word of God. That's how you send, get your angels busy speaking the word. That's why I'm always push. Every time I've come, you guys know that have known me for all these decades that I'm always making available the scripture CDs or telling you to download the MP3s off our website. I want people to get full of the word because out of the abundance of the heart. And when you speak, that's when angels work. Too many Christians don't speak or what they do speak keeps their angels not working. <laughs> But God wants us speaking, we're, we're spirit beings, eternal beings, living, speaking spirits in the same class as our Father God, right below Him. Wow. Uh, look at Psalm 136 too. Here's another one. Uh, oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endures forever. So God is the God over all gods. He's God over us. 
Even though he's created us in his class, a God class of being, he's God over the God of this world. We know Satan's called the God of this world. So uh, God is our God. And uh, in fact, here's another one in Psalm 95, verse 3. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not wanting you to walk around thinking I'm God. <laughs> That's not the purpose here. Uh, what I'm trying to do is get you to see that when God created you, he created you like himself in his class right below him above every other class of being. You're an eternal being. You're a living, speaking spirit. In fact, let me just show you the one I was referring to a few minutes ago, uh, something James said. Go to James chapter 1 with me. James chapter 1, when I made the statement that you were the very first creation ever that God created to be like him in his class of being. Let me show it to you here in James seven or James 1. Uh, let's start in verse 17 because that's such a good verse. Verse 17, every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's the Father of lights, and you are the lights he's Father of. Right? With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will, the next verse says, remember this was not written in chapter and verse, of his own will begat he us hmm, with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of, watch this, First fruits of his creation. Wow. So it says of his own will, and that just means that he wanted to do this. That's what it means of his own will. And then it says he begat us. That means in the Greek it says to be brought forth, just like a mother brings forth a child. So he begat us, he brought us forth, and how did he do it? Like himself, a God being, right below him in his class, with the word of truth. So he spoke us into existence, and then he did it so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures or creation. Wow. Do you know what that means? This is so cool. I love this. We were the first ones to be created like God. You were the first being. When you accepted Jesus, you were the first ones to be created just like your father, as he is. So are you now, not in the sweet by and by. Yeah, you will be then. And then you'll even know as you are known when you get there. But verse 17 and verse 18 is showing us we're created in his class and only good and perfect comes from him. That's all. He doesn't vary from that or even have a hint or shadow of turning. So to understand, to put this in perspective, of course, we all know 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body. We know we're tripart beings, but the body is not you. The soul is not you. It's part of that's connected to you. And that, again, the soulish part will be fully uh, perfect when we get to heaven, when, you're know, when you know even as you are known. But right now, you are perfect. You're created in God. You're complete in him. You're perfect in him. I wish I'd go to all those scriptures. We don't have time. But you are a spirit being, an eternal being, a God being created right below your father God meant to rule and reign. You know, sometimes I wish that God would just open our eyes so that we could see the real us and see, uh, the kingdom of God and see all these things with our natural eye. In fact, kind of like, kind of like Elisha, when Elisha, in fact, turn over to second Kings with me, second Kings and look at, um, this, this, I'm just going to pick out a few verses here real quick about Elisha. Um, in second Kings six, the King of Syria, uh, was trying to capture Elisha because Elisha kept prophesying, telling where he was doing, what, where he was at, what he was doing. So, uh, the King of, um, uh, Syria decided he wanted to uh, catch Elisha. So he sends this massive army to Dothan, which is where Elisha was at the time. And so let's pick up the story in verse 14, 2 Kings King 6, 14. Therefore, he sent horses, talking about uh, the king of Syria. He sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and they surrounded Dothan. They surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up early in the morning and went out, 
This is Elisha's servant. There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And of course, he ran back to his master and said, Master, what are we going to do? And so the first thing out of Elisha's mouth is, well, we're not going to get afraid. <laughs> Can you imagine him saying that? Don't, don't be in fear. And the guy's going, what do you mean don't be afraid? Did you see what I see? <laughs> don't be afraid. And so Elisha has to tell him, for there are more with us than there are with them. Wow. But that wasn't good enough. And Elisha prayed. He said, Lord... I need a favor of you. I need you to open my servant's eyes because he's really being moved by what he sees right now. Would you open his eyes and let him see what I know and what I can see? And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full. Now, now it's talking about God's horses and chariots. Horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha open his eyes. Well, not, that's not talking about his natural eyes because his natural eyes already saw the enemy's horses and chariots. And so when he says open his eyes, talking about the eternal you, the real you showing you have eyes that you can see beyond these natural eyes of the body. Wow. Open his eyes. And so he opened his eyes, and now he saw into the eternal realm or the spirit realm, which is further proof that we are not just human beings. We are spirit beings. We are eternal beings. We are God beings created in God's class right below him. It was his design. Wow. Again, James 1.18, we were the first creation of God to be created like him in his class. In fact, I, I'm going to show you, in fact, let me turn over to 1 Corinthians because I'm going to show you that you are actually, because you're right below God in God's class, you're going to be judging angels. Yes. This is cool. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 3. 1 Corinthians 6, 3, do you not know that we shall judge angels? Then how much more things that pertain to this life? Boy, that's a whole different subject. I have to preach that sometime because people try and quote one verse. Oh, no, don't judge or you're going to be judged. No, there's a lot of verses tell us to judge. We're supposed to be judging. This is one of them. We're supposed to be judging things that pertain to life. You don't call evil good and good evil like a certain part of our government's doing right now. You don't do that. Amen. We don't call evil good and good evil. Hallelujah. So again, when this talks about you and I judging angel, listen, a judge sits in a position higher than the one whom he is judging. Amen. So this is again is showing you that you're created in a God class of being right below him. You are a living, speaking spirit. So let me close this morning uh, over in 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4. Because this will go right along with what we've been seeing here. 1 John 4, 4. I want to start with the first four words of the verse. You are of God. And if you look up the preposition that's used, uh, the Greek word that's used for of, uh, it means you have your origin. Yes. Wow, when I was born, there's, there's my origin. I was born of God. When you were born of God, you, you were of God or you are from God or you are out of God. Wow. And it, then it goes on to say, because you're out of God and he lives in you, you can overcome every other spirit. Why? Because you're above all of them. So when you talk about every other spirit, we're talking seducing spirits, unclean spirits, spirit of infirmity, spirit of fear, uh, spirit of error, spirit of rejection, spirit of deception, spirit of lies, spirit of jealousy. There's a lot of spirits talked about in the Bible. You have dominion over every one of them because you are above them. Yeah. And that's why the Apostle Paul tells us in the Ephesians that Satan has been put under our feet. We have dominion and authority over him. Amen. So every spirit that's 
against Jesus or antichrist, as it talks about in this verse, we have dominion over. We do not have to be afraid of any demon or devil or evil spirit. We don't have to be afraid of Satan. In fact, he's afraid of you when you know what we're talking about this morning. You're an eternal being. You were created and designed by God to rule in this life. So that's what we're going to do. We're not going to just play church. We're not going to just play Christians like so many. I started seeing a big dividing line when we had this, this Wuhan thing come out of that lab in China. We started, started seeing a lot of people str- not straddling the fence anymore. They straddled the fence for a while, say, well, I'm call myself Christian. They don't realize what Christian means. Christian means like Jesus. And the first thing I did when the virus came out, uh, out of China, the first thing I did is I went to, because everybody said, oh my goodness, you got to social distance, you can't touch people and can't be around people, and yet my Bible says lay hands on the sick. So, so, the, so the first thing I did is I ran to Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. I wanted to, go, I wanted to be like Jesus, as he is, so are we in this world. So, so I ran to the scripture and I said, okay, Jesus, I want to see what you did because there were more contagious diseases in Jesus' day than there are even now. And so I, I ran to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I read, okay, here, here comes leprosy and all these other contagious diseases. Jesus did not practice social distancing. He, he laid hands on them. He touched them. So that's why I've continued to travel the whole time and lay hands on people and I'm not afraid. Somebody said, yeah, but what if you touch somebody with COVID? They're going to get healed. What they have is not coming on me. What I have is coming on them. Why? Because as he is, so are we. But when we don't believe this, we don't understand this, then as he is, we are not. Even though we really are, we're just not acting like it. And then we act like the world and then we get the world's results. I'm talking good word people and faith people. Good word and faith people that just don't get full of the word. And stay full of the word so that they're bold and, and, and they're contagious. <laughs> See, what you have is contagious. The glory of God, the anointing of God, the power of God. As he is, so are we. So that's how we're going to live. That's how I'm going to live. And if you have to get the copy of recording, I guess you guys put this up on your website, don't you? If you have to listen to this 20 times to get it in, you do whatever it takes. Because you are to rule in life. You are to reign in life. You have dominion. You are to overcome. You are more than a conqueror. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. But your faith has to be in God and you. Because what he's made you, he made you like him. To be like him. And then to walk with him. And rule and reign with him. Wow. I don't know if I've helped you or not. I preach me happy. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing. Of the goodness of God. Sing it again, all my life. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing. Of the goodness of God, I will sing, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh Lord God, you've been so good to us, you've been so faithful. And we've lived so far below our rights and privileges. Help us to see and understand this today, Lord. It's time that we rise up in the body of Christ. That your government, 
is on your shoulders and your government is higher than any government, a fake government or any other kind of government in this world. We thank you, Jesus. We rule and we reign. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. I command those, that, that tumor, I command that tumor to shrink, dissolve, disappear. Jesus' name, you leave that body now. I command that hernia, that rupture, whatever that is, that I command that to go back. Go back to normal. Shrink up, disappear in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. I speak to melanoma. Melanoma, you die. You die. Get out of that body in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here. Not welcome in this place. I speak that deficiency in the eye, the eye, whatever that is. I speak to eyes right now in Jesus' name. Eyes, you are healed. Behold. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I speak to, I see some bones, 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 some type of curvature or bending, or I don't know if it's a bad arthritis or whatever. I speak to that right now in Jesus' name. Bones, we trust in the Lord with all our heart. We don't lean to our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge him and he directs our paths. We will not be wise in our own eyes. We depart from evil. It is health to our navel and marrow to our bones bones the moisture and anointing and glory of God flows into you in Jesus name you straighten up and be right in Jesus name speak to knees I command those knees 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 strong healthy knees strong healed healthy thank you Lord don't need natural replacement God replacement thank you Lord Jesus right now knees 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 be healed knees Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Keep seeing something wrong with, I don't know if it's one ankle or both ankles, but I see ankle conditions, so I'm going to speak to that ankle. You are healed. Jesus bore the sickness and diseases trying to come in you. Now get out of that ankle. Ankle, you are strong. You are healthy. You are whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Direction, 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 direction. Some wisdom that's needed. Some wisdom and direction that's needed. Concerning finances right now. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is being granted to you. Mm, wisdom is being granted you, says the Lord. Wisdom, my wisdom, says the Lord. Length of days in her right hand, riches and honor in the left hand. Granted to you this day. Because you've come to seek me, says the Lord. And so now I grant that which you need. The direction that you need will be illuminated out of you, the real you, the spirit you, into your mind, into your thinking. And you'll know exactly what to do, says the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm, my, my, my. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. The word of the Lord just came unto me saying, Now, because I have designed you like myself in my class, saith the Lord, I've designed you to rule and reign in the financial arena as well as other areas of your life. So this day I'm letting you know, I'm imparting to you wisdom and understanding because I have called you to come into a wealthy place. I have called you to come into a place where you have no more debt. You have lots of money left over after everything paid for. And you can help fund and finance my kingdom in these last days, saith the Lord. So I'm calling you there. Step out. See it with your spirit eye. 
with your eternal eye. See what I've given you. I have made you am I, as I am. As I am, so are you now in this world. Well, I'm free financially, says the Lord, and I've made you like myself. So start calling yourself free. Start seeing yourself free. Start seeing lots of finances, material possessions coming into your hands to fund and finance my kingdom, says the Lord. So be it, Lord. I accept that even for myself, Lord. I accept that. Thank you. Thank you. See myself in a wealthy place. Wealthy place, Lord. That we may help our pastors and help ministers and uh, preachers and teachers and prophets and apostles and oh, evangelists, Lord. Thank you that we can help people. Thank you, Lord. We're the head and not the tail. We're above debt, not beneath it. Mm, we're the lender, not the borrower. Woo, because of what you've made us as you are, so are we in this world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon. 